0: first of all, wouldn't we love to have their energy? Oh my goodness, that is amazing. And seriously, like we really ought to pray for all the Wired leaders right now because they are pumped up for today. Uh, So I typically don't ask questions up here that I don't at least have some idea that I might know the answer and what you're going to say. So I am not going to ask you if you know what this is up on the stage, but I'm going to hope profusely that as you have stared at it and you've looked at the shark trying to get in and the other one coming from above, which actually could get in if it wanted to, it's a shark tank. It is our version of a shark tank, but guess what? It is unfinished, and you can see that by the very top. I mean, you know, the shark that's coming down from above, it very easily could get in and if it did, we all know what would happen. It would consume, most likely, whatever is on the inside. This shark tank is symbolic of our lives. And that's what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes today. You see, uh, it's, it's just sort of halfway done it isn't finished, and it would require some more work and some more effort to actually be that which would deter the prey and deter the bad things that could, could happen if we were in that tank in the deep. Clap if you've ever scuba-dived before, or dove, whatever the right verb is. Clap if you want to, but you never have. And they'll clap if you have no desire whatsoever to, yeah. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. The majority of us, I'll confess, that is me, too. So at the Smith House now, we have two grown children, one in college, the other just graduated college. And so for Christmas, we tend to not... Uh, buy each other a lot of stuff now like we used to when the kids were growing up. We believe in making memories. So we take the money that we would have spent on Christmas and we put it towards making memories together. Now Andrew and Scott, Andrew's our son, Andrew and Scott had expressed for several years that they wanted to learn to scuba dive. So last year we saved up, we took the luxury of going to Aruba on vacation and I thought, okay, that would be like the coolest Christmas present ever, right? Like I would win my wife and mom of the year if I gave them scuba diving lessons. Now, Lane had no desire to go out in the water and go scuba diving, and neither did I. So we hung out and did our own thing, thing. but for Scott and Andrew, that consumed about four different experiences and, and days of vacation and they had to first read some things and then they got in you know just some shallow water and tested out all the equipment and then they took them out on guided tours, and then the last day they got to go out in the really deep water and experience something that was all new. And And so I was really intentional, and I'm not knocking Scott, He, I promise. I, I was really intentional when I got them this gift because I wanted them to finish it so that then they could be certified at the, the baseline level so they could then do it again in the future. So they loved it. They came back from their, their trips out, and they were like, oh, my gosh it's so beautiful you should do it you would like it I'm like no I really wouldn't because there's so much uncertainty out there and I really mean that like I know where I'm comfortable and when I'm not now they did woo Lane over into wanting to now learn to scuba dive and guess what she's gonna have an opportunity because guess what they did so they went through all these days and all these lessons and then they never took the test a little energy around that, maybe, no, I'm just kidding, um, they, they went through all this and, and they experienced the beauty of the deep, but they didn't finish, they didn't do the laborious part. sitting down and the taking the test so that they could actually get the certification now you know I have no idea what happens next if they have to start over or I mean at least they'll have the knowledge that they learned but you know they're still gonna have to back up and go through some things in order to be you know get the license and the certification that they need to be able to go out in the deep they didn't finish How many times in our lives do we not finish the things that matter for whatever reason? That's sort of like this unfinished shark tank, you see, this symbolizes our soul, our lives, and and we're going through this journey, and, and hopefully we recognize that we're being called into this journey by something that's bigger than we are, by God, by God revealing God's self to us through Jesus Christ. We're called to go out in the deep, but we don't go. We do little bits and little pieces. We, you know, we dip our toes in the sand and in the water and, and just enough. And then we realize that we feel uncertain and we're uncomfortable. So then we retreat back or, or we start making excuses. We think, I don't have enough time to do this. It's too much of an investment. My life is all good. So we go back. And then guess what happens? At some point we encounter some obstacles, some suffering, some things that feel oppressive and feel bigger than we are. Are, and we don't have what we need and we have not finished enough of our journey to equip us to get over those obstacles and to walk through those hurdles. You see, there's this thing called discipleship. It's a, it's a churchy word. It's a big word. But we're called to be on a discipleship journey. Discipling means to learn to be more like Jesus. He called people to follow him. He calls us to follow him. And it requires action on our part. We've had this image that we've shown a couple of times through the series. I want to show it to you this morning as we finish up the series. There are some of my favorite entities on the face of the earth. And this is them on a beach scene. These are minions. And some are in the back and they could care less what's going on in the ocean. Those we say in a discipleship journey, in a discipleship process, those are the people that could care less what goes on inside the walls of a church on Sunday morning. And then you've got the folks that they're willing to check it out on the beach. They're willing to come and hang out on the sand and get a little closer to the water. So there's some interest. There's some interest in Jesus Christ and maybe checking out a church, but they're not ready to go and get in the water yet. Then you have those that are up near where the water comes to meet the sand and and people or the little minions have their feet in there that's like us when we start getting into life in a faith community or following Jesus Christ and then there's those that are out there that they're in they're knee deep but guess what once they pick their feet up off the bottom it becomes uncertain and it requires more action on their part they have to start swimming or dog paddling or something so that they don't sink and then there's the last which we can't see the people the little minions that are all in this morning wherever you are wherever i am in our journey we're called to take a step deeper our lives are unfinished and it requires action on our parts and Jesus gave some advice and some counsel on what that action looks like to the people that followed him, the people that hung out with him and had the, the privilege and the joy of seeing all the, the amazing and cool things he did, the healings that he did, the way he radically loved people, the way he broke the rules. They had, they had watched all that for multiple years. And this is in this passage that I'm going to read to you this morning from Matthew. It's in the, the final days and hours of his life. He's with his followers. And he knows, he knows that they're, they're somewhere on the edge. They're like out in the water. The water's up waist deep. And, you know, in just a little while, the bottom is getting ready to come out from under them. They're not going to feel it anymore. And they're going to be afraid. What happens when we're afraid? We retreat. We go back. We go back to the places where we find ourselves most comfortable and where we don't feel afraid anymore. And Jesus didn't want that to happen. He knew that they had gone too far. They had done too much and experienced too much that when the obstacles and the suffering came for them to retreat. So here is what he said. Jesus went to work on his disciples and said, Anyone who intends to come with me, you have to let me lead. You, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. It's my way to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? This is our calling today. We have an unfinished journey. Every one of us in this room and worshiping online we're not there yet and we're called to go in the deep how do we do that listen one more time anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead you you people who like to be in control and to make sure that you've got every i dotted and every t crossed you're not in the lead nor Are you in the driver's seat? I am. Don't run from suffering. Guess what? You're going to suffer. And life's going to suck sometimes. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Follow me. And I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. It's my way to finding your true self. Now, that's from the message. That's the translation with the second time I added a few words. But that's the translation that we read. If you were to read that from a new international version or a new revised standard version or some of the, or the King James version or the other versions that are out there of Scripture, it's a passage that talks about taking up one's cross. That if we want to find our lives, we have to lose them. We have to pick up our cross and we have to follow Jesus. We have misunderstood that passage for a really long time. Have you ever heard people say, well, you know, that's my cross to bear. That's, you know that's my burden, that's my cross to bear. That is is not what that passage is talking about. Yes, Jesus was talking about the cross, knowing full well that in just a matter of hours that that would be where he would lead. Listen, he told them, follow me. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the way to find your true self. I'm going to show you the way to take the steps that you need to finish your journey here on this earth. You need to pick up your cross. It's not a burden that is dumped on you. It's something that requires action on our part. We have to pick up our cross and we have to follow him. And yeah, it does involve suffering and it involves adversity. It involves losing people that we love in our lives. It involves relationships ending. It involves getting fired. It involves not having enough money at the end of the month to pay our bills. It involves friendships breaking. It involves so many things that are icky and uncomfortable, But we're called to pick up all of it, not just the parts and the pieces that we like. We like to do that, right? Like, we like to pick and choose the the parts that are fun and and all good. We, We embrace those. And then we're even willing to pick up a few things that are, you know, sort of difficult, but rarely do we want to be all in and pick up all of the stuff, all of the adversity, all of the pain, all of the suffering, along with all the blessings that we recognize that we have. We don't want all of it. We just want bits and pieces. He doesn't qualify and quantify it. He says, if you want, if you want to find your true self, if you want to experience life and the beauty and the fullness that it is offered, you have to pick it all up and you have to follow me. Wherever you are in your life this morning, wherever we are, there are steps that we all need to take. To follow Jesus. Someone said that the disciples, all the disciples, Andrew, John, Philip, Peter, I could name them more. And the women that followed him, they followed him so closely that they were covered with the dust that was kicked up off his feet. They followed Jesus so closely that they were covered with the dust that was coming up off his feet as he walked. Are we following Jesus that closely? If we're not, no wonder we can't finish anything. Are we spending time in conversation with God, with Christ, in prayer? Are we reading scripture? Are we surrounding ourselves with people that are willing to take this faith journey with us? Are we sacrificing things that we have so that we can make a difference in other people's lives? Those are all parts and pieces to discipleship. Those are all parts and pieces to following Jesus. Those are parts and pieces to picking up our cross. And following him. You know, I hope someday that Andrew and Scott will go back and they'll finish that test. So that they can see the beauty of the deep whenever they want to. I hope we, as a church, will do the same. Let us pray. Gracious God. You call us into the deep. We know that it requires sacrifice on our part, and there are things that we have to lay down so we can pick more things up. Thank you for giving us a Savior, a Messiah, who showed us what it means to lay the cross down and, and or lay our crap down and pick up the cross willingly so that we can finish our journey. God, work in us and reveal in us who it is that you call each of us to be so that we may be more like you. May we be covered in the dust that is kicked up off his feet. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. When the disciples were with Jesus that day, they had no idea what was ready, what was waiting for him. He did. He knew that self-denial and self-sacrifice was the way to be at one with God. Atonement at one with. Part of our journey is taking a step and recognizing that it needs to be just a little bit less about us and a little bit more about God and God's love. That's what it means to follow so closely that we're covered with the dust from his feet. We follow in love. The worst things are never, ever The last things, that's what he showed us. May we go and may we claim those things. In the name of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, amen.